Universi qui te expectant non confundentur. All those who look out for thee shall not be disappointed. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. It's been said that the Church's liturgical cycle doesn't end, it simply begins again. We left last week with the promise that God's thoughts for us are thoughts of peace and not of affliction, that he will deliver us from captivity. We were told to look for the coming of the Son of Man upon the clouds. And today, as we go back to the beginning of the book and start the cycle again, we're directed to that same expectation. We heard last week from St. Matthew's account of our Lord's words, warning us of the trials that will inevitably accompany the end of this present world as this world passes away so that the world to come may be born. And we hear the same prediction this week in the words recorded by St. Luke, telling us that there will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars, that the powers of heaven will be shaken. That is, all that seems certain, all that seems established, all that seems reliable in this present world will fall away will be proven unreliable, will show itself to be passing, like all created realities. And when this happens, when all things are shaken, what are we to do? Respicite and levate capi de vestra, lift up your heads, your redemption is near at hand. The passing away of this world, which to some extent is always taking place, St. Gregory we heard last night Matins, writing towards the end of the 6th century, saw it happening in his day, and we see it happening in our day. We see constantly the things of this world passing away, the things that we thought were reliable in this world being shaken. When we see this happening, it's a motive, our Lord tells us, not for being downcast, but for looking up, for lifting up our heads, because we know that our redemption is now near at hand. And so that is the thrust of today's Mass, as our Lord tells us to lift up our heads, the Church cries out, To thee I have lifted up my soul. Prayer, many of us learned perhaps in the Catechism when we were young, prayer is the lifting up of the mind and heart to God. It may not be accompanied by much consolation. We may not feel that we have the right things to say, whatever that means. There may be much in our soul that isn't as we think it should be. It's no matter. If you lift up your mind and heart to God, then you are praying. And if the soul isn't lifted up to God, if it's turned in on itself without reference to God, caught up in all the things that St. Paul warned about, the passions that drag us down in this world, the jealousies, the contentions, the rivalries, for held down in these things, if that's where our heart is, if that's where our soul is directed, then we can't pray as long as we cling to those things. True prayer is ecstatic. True prayer takes us out of ourselves and into God. We don't have to wait until we're perfect in order to do that. All we have to do at each moment is to place ourselves before God as we are and lift up our soul to him, or rather ask us to take him to, to, to take it, to take us to himself. 
so important are these words of Psalm 24 that the church doesn't just give them to us in the introit, but she repeats the same psalm in the gradual, giving us the words that were at the, at the end of the introit. And then she comes back to it again in the offertory. Our Lord tells us to lift up our heads, and as if in response to that, along with the lifting up of the Eucharistic offerings, the church invites us in the offertory to lift up our souls to God. And in that same moment, as the Eucharistic gifts are lifted up, as we sing, To thee I have lifted up my soul, how can we not think of that other great lifting up in all of our lives? The lifting up of our hands in our monastic profession. That lifting up in the sushi pay, which makes of our entire life a lifting up of the soul to God. In that moment, we expressed our desire that Every moment of our monastic life will be a lifting up of the soul to God. To lift up our soul means to lift up our life, to lift up all that we are, to ask God to take us to himself so that we may live. And so it's fitting that the introit and the offertory today end with the same verb that the sushipe ends with. Non confundentur. Non confundas me. They shall not be disappointed. Do not disappoint me in my expectation. Universi qui te expectant non confundentur. Who is it that won't be disappointed, that won't be confounded? Those who wait for God, those who look out for God, those who expectant God. To look out for God is to recognize that we don't yet possess Him fully. It's to be a man of longing a man who recognizes that there's an emptiness inside of him, a vir desiderium, as Daniel has described in the scriptures. The more we long for him, the more we will look out for him, the more our soul will be lifted up to him. And that's what the Advent Liturgy is for, as we're presented day after day with the promises of the prophets in all of the antiphons of the divine office, in all of the chants of the Mass, we're presented day after day with the promise of the Lord's coming. And the Church, in doing this, seeks to stir up in us, in each one of us, the same desire that burns in her soul to be united with her spouse. The season, then, isn't just about a historical reminiscence of what happened in Bethlehem and the preparation for that. It's about stirring up our longing, here and now, for fulfillment of all things in the kingdom of God. And each of the texts of the Advent liturgy that we sing is meant to stir up that same longing within us. And yet in the midst of this longing and this ever-growing desire, this lifting up of our soul to God as we look out for him, our Lord in his infinite condescension, knowing how hard it is for us to wait for so long, gives us already in the most blessed sacrament the veiled fulfillment of all of our longing. As we come to receive him, we realize already how true it is that those who look out for him are not disappointed. And so we will sing with grateful hearts in the communion antiphon, Dominus David Benignitatem, the Lord shall give his loving kindness, and our earth shall give its fruit. 
Our earth, of course, refers to the virgin earth, the virgin soil from which our Lord sprang. His virgin mother who looked out for his coming as no other. There's a feast in a few weeks of the expectation of Our Lady. And it is she who teaches us how to expect, look out, wait for the Lord, as we're told in the introit. Her soul, which magnifies the Lord, remained always lifted up to him. So as we begin today, not only the Advent season, but also our immediate preparation for the great feast of her conception, we ask her to keep our souls always lifted up to God. We ask her to help us to be with her, always looking out for his coming, always longing for him, with an ever-deepening desire, going out of ourselves and into God through the intense longing that we have to be united with him, knowing that we will not be disappointed. In the name of the Father,